All right, everybody. Night is episode 37. Time to die. Maybe. Little story before we get going too far today. So today, at our house, I was trying to get my kids through baths, which is always a battle at our house. They love baths when they get into the bath, but getting them to that bath is horrible. So I got the first two kids in. No problems. In and out. Fine. My youngest is getting ready for his bath and tells me, hey, dad, I'm ready. And then I'm like, OK, let me slide the shower door over. As I'm sliding the shower door over. I feel the handle come loose. The entire shower door shattered into a billion pieces. Tempered glass. All frickin' over me and my youngest, who at that point was pretty much buck naked. Mm-hmm. Again? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So this is, this is like the other panel that we, we just never replaced. So, <laughs> um, so that's fun. And you can't see it very well, but I've got about 30 paper cut type things all over my hands. It was really exciting. Fortunately, I was able to just lift my youngest up, place him outside of the bathroom, and all of the shattered bits of glass were contained by the door, which was partially closed. So, thank goodness for that but he was terrified and crying and it was it was a big thing so i spent most of my afternoon doing that so anyways back to our podcast i'm really hoping we can shatter expectations here tonight that wasn't just a clever segue john that was a true story that happened today i wasn't making that up (laughs) i i know it i know it was true it just no no please no I love puns. my puns. Killing That's all that matters. Him. So we had a big episode. Last episode. There's a lot of biff, bam, kapow going on. Zap. Well, bit of bit of whoosh, yeah. And stories here and none of it. There's there's a lot going on. Who wants to really like dig into our recap? Don't don't we want to do intros first? Well, I guess we could do that, too. If we're going to do this all proper. I got sidetracked by my own story. No one has ever accused Steve of doing anything proper. As I said, tonight's episode is episode 37, Time to Die, maybe. I'll be the GM tonight. My name's Steve. And joining me is this delightful, tropical figure... Um, with such an amazing tan and rocking his beach bod, John. Well, that just ruins like everything I could possibly say about my current predicament. I am trapped, uh, much akin to Tom Hanks and Castaway. I can't escape this newfound hell of bright, sunny happiness and joy. And I assume a whale hanging out on a what looks like an inflatable toy with a, a radio. So I'm, I'm here forever now. Uh, I'll, I'll see you all when I can finally build my own raft and escape this, this hellscape. 
but I play Quill, the Tabaxi Wizard. And also joining me is Anne. I'm Anne. I play the Kenku Rogue Story. And I'm the one that's going to explain to you that John has a background that's tropical because visual gags don't work on podcasts. Yeah, John. It wasn't meant to be a gag. It was just I wanted to test it out. I can change it back. Yes, but the way that our our fearless leader brought it up, giving no reference to what was actually happening. It's like half of our jokes. It's going to play real well on the podcast. I'm I'm trying to help. Our audience, neither of you. I don't want to help either of you. I'm helping our audience. That's fair. And then also Mark. Hi, I'm Mark. Here for whatever happens. I'll be playing Zigrid, the Dragonborn Sorcerer. So how about that recap? There was some combat. On our way out of town, uh, got stopped. And on our journey back... We're intercepted by some not-so-fine fellows, but we, in the distance, got to see our magical friends um, kick in butt, as yeah, one might say. Yalidu busted through the corner of a building in this, like, mecha suit, basically, and we were surrounded by, not surrounded, but a assassin and a wizard the basement wizard joined the battle. One could say that's when the true battle began. Poor basement wizard. And I'm currently standing over an unconscious assassin who is magically asleep. Uh, yeah. Ziggurat knocked him the fuck out with his breath weapon. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. For one turn, so he's unconscious till the top of Ziggurat's turn. Yep. Oh, I forgot. My guy also took a nap. So Story's just waiting for her turn. She's real excited. Because she's got Bless, and she's got Advantage, and she's got Sneak Attack. Anne is ready to see all those dice. It's annoying our combat tracker got... Yes. Cleared out. It really, really yeah, is. Yeah, it does that. Oh, got cleared oh, out that's again. That's very frustrating. Yeah. But we can. Can we look back? How far back? It does not go that back. No. No, it doesn't go that <laughs> no, far back. No, unfortunately. Oh, that's poopy. That's okay. There's a surprisingly smaller amount of combatants on the field right now than there were last game. So, who remembers how we closed last episode out? Uh, we closed with the smoke vanishing and standing in uh, in the center of it, where a cl- like the part of that collapsed building was, was a rather menacing, tall figure in a mask, eyes emblazoned with fire. Or something of that descriptive nature. I believe it was the Blazing red. Yeah. It's kind of spooky. I'll I'll give him that. He rather intimidating. There had been this orb of shadow, effectively, concealing this character. And then it dissipated in a seven-foot-tall humanoid figure wearing a horned helm and a fur-trimmed cloak. 
stepped forward with blazing red eyes. And that's where we ended last episode. And I'm just taking one second to organize our combat tracker. I love that for some reason Trisha and Guard 5 stayed on. But that was it. Hmm. That makes zero sense to me, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> that was really amusing. Oh, wait, I've still got initiative order up on my screen. You do? Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Cool beans. I believe we were at the top of the round. So that would be... So Quill's guard. down by the shadow. Yeah. So that would be guard five. Who's still alive. Yeah. I think he's the only guard left, isn't he? Yep. And that's yep. the one that was trying to book it out of here. Because he got hit with Yaladu's frightful presence. So. I think he's got another turn of that. So he's going to try to book it down a side street here. To make it double move. Cool. That coward. <laughs> and then it goes to Head Smasher. Has anyone attacked Quill yet? I don't think Quill's taken damage, right? Uh, no, I've been hit several times. I am also bleeding. Mm. Actively. Nobody survived long after hitting Quill. That's true, yeah. I think Head Smasher is going to go after our buddy. Head Smasher steals the kill from Story. I will kill that donkey. Oh, he can make <laughs> it there. Yeah, he won't have enough uh Oh, no, he can go after him. Then it goes to Trisha. And Trisha is going to palm another one of her clay jars off of her bandolier. She is going to try to throw that. Nice. It explodes right next to seven foot tall figure. Angry horned helm dude. And he needs to do... Dex save, and the unconscious assassin automatically fails. That's a hit. Oh. Three points of damage. That's really sucky. And then he is pushed back. Uh, okay, so Shadow is within range. Shadow's asleep. Yeah. What? Shadow is asleep. Yep. Okay, so Shadow would automatically fail and get pushed back. Yeah. And then it would go to Fred the Horse. Fred the Horse is attached to a wagon. Let's see if Fred spooks. No one is managing the wagon right now, right? Correct. I'm on the wagon still, but not in the uh, seat position. Okay, so Fred the Horse is going to spook. Which way did we have the wagon facing, do we remember? I think so we were coming down the street towards where like Yaladu and all of them came from. But then we like turned. Yeah, so we're sideways. kind of. So I think it's sideways. Sideways yeah. in the road. So facing north or south? It was facing left. It was diagonal. Facing left, but it was diagonal. So the cart would be facing. So if you look at where 
um, Quill is and where Story is. Okay. So I think Fred the horse is just going to rear up. And for now, that is it. He's going to run away with our wizard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's going to rear and give a panicked horsey scream. And no, I'm not going to attempt that with my voice. Come on. No. No, no. None of that. None. All right. Story's turn then. So is my dill hole still unconscious? Is it magical? Your dill hole? Yes. The other assassin. The assassin is unconscious until Ziggurat's turn. Yep. The start of my turn, specifically. All right. So Story is going to run up right there. And she's going to hit him with a dagger with advantage. Well, yeah, he's unconscious. Mm-hmm. Which also means if I hit, it's crit. automatically a crit. Is yep. a 19 hit. It does hit. All right. Any hit is a crit. So I do crit damage for 13. And then I do sneak attack because he didn't see me coming for another 10. And then I am going to bonus action hit him again. So I'm bonus actioning another hit. Does that also get advantage? Before you do that, though? Yeah. Tell me how he dies. Yes! Oh my god. I hate this guy. Okay, so Dory runs up. She gets right between him and Ziggurat there, and she looks at Ziggurat and goes, watch this, and just shanks him in the, like, doing the thing she did to the guys. (laughs) Just gone. Just savage, wow. Oh, yeah. And then remembering for a second, oh, wait, he didn't, they've not seen me, he's not seen me do this. But she's okay with it, because he's gone. I guess I've, uh, blown a hole in people before, so fuck. Samesies! His little legs kick for a second and shudder. She's very proud of herself. And then realizing that they've not seen the scary part of her. And then so he's dead. We don't know anything about the big guy yet. And she cannot she can't do anything more. So she oh, oh. So the last bad guy is the creepy looking dude. Or the guard that ran off around and, the corner of yeah, a building at this point. She's not worried about that. Yeah. So now you just have this seven foot tall horned helmed figure with blazing red eyes. And to put away her daggers and take out her crossbow would be an action. I couldn't do that as a bonus action. Yeah, you get like a free thing where you can draw a weapon. Technically, you can't draw and stow at the same turn. Rules as written. Well, I mean, she could pull it out next turn, though, though. Exactly. Yep. 
would it be an well. act like so i can put away my daggers and then on my and next then tap turn your next turn just take out your crossbow mm-hmm. but is that an action mm-hmm. or is that a bonus those action? are considered like free. free actions it's just free. oh okay i just can't yeah. do two of them okay you can't like stowing like stowing and then pulling out a different weapon kind of constitute the same thing well and that's that's why i was wondering if i could put the daggers away this turn to take out my crossbow next turn and still yes. use my crossbow next turn yeah okay yeah. then th- yeah so i'm gonna put them away this turn okay and and my five feet of movement or i i think i have 10 feet left i'm gonna get on this side of ziggurat the amount of free that free actions deliver is a a wildly contested fifth edition concept yeah Yeah, technically technically you can draw or put away and the two weapon thing like two weapons counts as one in that so like putting two away that's the part that's contested but i i err on the side of like a two a holding two weapons is the same as holding one because you could do a two-handed weapon the same way whatever the point is you can stow as a free action or draw as a free action but not do both which is weird because dropping is completely free that's that's why it's funky no i just wanted to make sure i could do all what i wanted because i am less than half of my hit points Mm -hmm. i don't want to get next to this guy Oh, yeah, running away sounds like a good plan. I was thinking damage from far away. Oh, wait, uh, we're not fleeing. Oh, sorry. We don't, we don't know what's up with this guy. And then we would go to, if memory serves, now it would be Quill, right? Um. Uh, quick check-in with Rava mentally. Uh, any more enemies for us to fight? Uh, a giant man? Well, that can't be good. And flinging out a... What do I got in the holster still? You know, I feel in a safe spot. I'm going to fling a chromatic orb at this guy. I'm going to choose... I'm going to choose cold damage. Because I like it. Fling chromatic orb... For an 18 to hit this very tall, imposing man. Uh, 18 is a hit. Yeah, so I whip out that diamond. Guess what, buddy? And this just orb of icy blue launches towards this guy and hits them a four. How do I change the damage in this? Well, it's all the same damage. 16 cold damage. Okay, and he hisses and shrinks back a little bit from that. Did not like that one freaking bit. We're we're sure he's a bad guy? He hanging out in that orb of inky darkness with the assassin. But so is your shadow monster. My shadow is also not a technically a good person <laughs> i was just making did mutilate. sure yeah, one of them did mutilate that poor innocent human being was that your turn um yeah quill's gonna stay at quill heard fred winnie but is not really knowledgeable about horses i'm assuming it's just a noise and i'm not gonna move 
it's safe here. So then, well, Shadow, you said, was unconscious? Yeah, Shadow is currently asleep for this round. So then it would go to Ziggurat, right? Yeah, so... We've really just got the wizard that, that's like 15 feet away from Ziggurat right now. You're talking the baddie? Like yeah. That main... big, oh yeah, that seven foot tall guy, yeah. Other than the guard that's running away rapidly, he's the only one left. Okay. Alright. Ziggurat looks at him. His wand out. He has it out. Kind of puts it in front of his mouth. And then says, Hey mate, we're going to have a nice long conversation. And you're going to tell us everything you know and why you're attacking the city. And then gesture towards him as he casts Suggestion. That's a Wisdom 15 saving throw. With that, I would also drop Bless, by the way, because it's concentration. Passes. Yeah. Seeing that it didn't work. No, he's going to stay there because he knows Story is right behind him. That's his turn. And this tall figure just lets out a low growl as he casts that spell at him. Then we go to Jorson. Okay, Jorson wants to get into this fight now. That all the other things are gone. Nice. Right there. They can get off an attack here. That is a miss with the primary attack. But that is a hit with the secondary. Manages to slice at its knees a little bit. And then Jelkis is similarly far away, I think. Oh, just out of reach. Okay. Jelkis is just going to try to get some advantage to her sibling and try to stay out of reach of this thing. And that is their turn. And then it's Yaladu. <laughs> Yaladu probably doesn't have space to get in there right now with this giant ass mech, but he can probably roll over top of everyone. Yaladu is going to roll on forward here. He can make it to about here. I think it's on the other guy's turn that Frightful Presence takes effect. Oh, and it is his turn anyhow. He succeeds against the save for Yala Dew's Frightful Presence. And then his red blazing eyes just lock on Ziggurat. You hear him mutter something under his breath. And he just kind of Wolverine shink. Two bladed gauntlets with... Two blades on each fist pop out, and they start glowing fiery red. And without taking his eyes off of Ziggurat, he's going to attack the person right between Ziggurat and him, which is Jorsren. Oh no! That is a hit with the first attack. Oof. Basically just undercuts right into Jorsren's stomach. With a meaty thud, Jorsrin doubles over in pain. And he's going to take his other attack, which misses. Okay. And then we go back up to guard five. And I'm just going to 
Do we want to keep going with guard five, or can I just remove them from the combat here at this point? Do That's you? fine. I I mean, well, head smasher is right there, so you can have head head smasher and and guard five narratively fight it out. This this no this this is okay because then this will highlight head smasher a little bit. So guard five is going to try to run, but is within range and incurs. Oh, that's a hit. Head Smasher is going to do his multi-attack. Ooh. And from around the corner of the building, you just hear a thickening watermelon smashing thud. Oh. (laughs) The most vindictive E.R. you ever heard. Stories decide she might like this donkey. Is Head Smasher's turn. Head Smasher's gonna head turn right back around, knowing their buddy Quill's in trouble. Gonna run up next to Quill. And Quill, you see this donkey just splattered with blood. Hooves up to the first joint, just covered in nasty blood and brains and gristle. Looking very proud of itself. And then then it would be Trisha's turn. Trisha. Does she see the bloody bird? Trisha does see stories not looking so hot. And seeing that this figure is pretty well covered, Palms another potion is going to move to story. Force feed story like a baby bird. Yeah. Story. Suddenly, feeling more vital, you regain nine hit points. Nice. And then it goes to Story. Nice. So Story is going to pull out her crossbow, get in a position where she can shoot that crossbow at a scary dude's head. And hit him with a crossbow bolt. Crossbow bolt. And I cannot use sneak attack with... Sure you can. Or ranged weapon, and he is nice. I love sneak attacks so much. Crossbow bolt. Does a 23 hit? 23 does hit. That does 10 damage, and then the sneak attack does 9 more damage. Okay. Owie. And she goes back behind Ziggurat. Cool beans. And then we go to Quill, correct? Yep. Yes. Quill can't attack, uh, so he readies a spell in the off chance that Rava informs him this figure is not blocked by innocent people that Quill doesn't want to attack with magic. Yeah, just just tell me when, Rava. And unsure of whether or not his uh his shadow spawn is up and functional will shout out. Uh, there's a new target. Tall, lanky, evil looking, get him. And stays put. Alright. About your shadow creature, which is now awake. It wakes up, uses half its movement, and 
Can it see uh, over these these twins? Yeah, it's very tall and they're very short. Okay, so yeah, it'll find literally over ten. It'd be over twice as tall. I guess it gets behind them and in front of Sacred. It's queuing up. Yeah, can it get through that square diagonally to there? Should be able to. If you think about it, even that roof that you walk through is it's still an overhang. So oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then it tries to take swipe for a total of uh, sixteen to hit. But that is a miss. Yes. Okay. And it stays put. And then we go to Zigrit. Yeah, Zigrit's just gonna hurl a good old uh, after you know getting frustrated uh, that his suggestion didn't work. Uh, he's gonna hurl a uh, firebolt at the big bad. The big bad. That's about as tall as Zigrit. Maybe a little taller than Zigrit. Just shoots right for his face with a firebolt. And that's going to be a shit. It's a natural one. It's going to be a miss. Oh, no. Uh... Story stepped on his tail. <laughs> Wait, does he have a tail? Did we ever? No, he does not. He does not. Okay. Story accidentally bumps into him hiding again. That's fair. Yep. That's his turn. He's not going to move because he knows Story's behind him. And then we go to Jorshran, who just got gutted, basically. Jorsran just took a one hell of a nasty hit, but Jorsran is going to try to attack, and it's a little more desperate now after that hit. First attack is a miss. Oh, both attacks miss. That's shitty. Okay. And then Jelkis, also a miss. This is not going well for the twins. Jesus. There we go. <laughs> Nat 20. Dang. That's a lot of dice. Nice hit. Okay. 20 damage total. And then we go to Yaladoo. I got to do my hidden roll. I mean, they're all kind of hidden right now, but roll for Yaladoo's other arm, and it just jerks around uncontrollably. Oh, but not bad enough where it malfunctions and then his normal arm attack misses ouch we go to the helmed figure let me just do a ruler here real quick for no reason it's the hard part about doing it over the internet is we don't just get the uh the butt sweats from hearing dice randomly you have to <laughs> announce that you're rolling them so he is going to, he's going to cast, he's going to raise both hands up together. Tiny little tendrils of flame are going to shoot from his hands and hit both twins. Let's see how that goes. Uh, twin number one fails. Okay, so unfortunately, Jorsren fails. Uh-oh. That's a lot of dice. Oh, that's a lot of sixes. Jorshran screams as they are engulfed in flame and falls. Oh, no. Oh, no. Angelicus screams 
Okay, we'll save that. Can't really move without incurring. I forgot that Jalkus takes some damage too. Now, I should be able to step forward five mm-hmm. feet without incurring, yep. right? Standing literally on Jel, uh, Jelkis? No, Jorstrin's body. Still just staring straight at Ziggurat and just steps heavily onto Jorstrin's body. And then we go back to the top of the round and Head Smasher. Uh, Head Smasher is going to step just in front of Quill. Just to make sure that Quill is out of the line of fire. And then it's Trish's turn. Wait, does, can Quill see the dude now that he stepped forward? Uh, can Rava? I was going to say, you had a held action. Yellow dude's robot is pretty big. Yeah, I, I did. But can Rava see it through? Probably through Yellow dude's legs, robot. yeah. Okay. So then, yeah, I would let loose to rave for us. How far is that reach? 60 feet. So it would be 14 total to blast. To hit is 14? Yeah, 14. Yeah, 14 to hit with bless. That will miss. You actually aren't blessed anyway. Oh, it wore off. He had to drop it. Oh. I cast okay. another concentration spell earlier. Didn't help anyway. It didn't help. Mm-mm. So. Yeah. A shame, really. A shame. That ray of frost just glances off of his helm. I hisses a little bit at Quill. Quill, but his focus is still squarely on Ziggurat. Quill doesn't wanna doesn't wanna hit innocent people. Head Smasher steps in front of Quill, possessively, because she likes Quill. And then it'll be Trisha's turn. Trisha is going to. Hmm. Okay, Trisha is going to palm another clay jar out lower on the bandolier this time. And she is going to throw it. Mm, misses. And it shatters on the ground. And a bunch of clamoring vines creep out, but do not manage to make it to this helmed figure and then they kind of wilt and die uh and then we go to quill story oh yeah story. oh yeah you're right story first and then quill and then shadow yep so you know oldie and goody she's going to hop over and hit him again with her crossbow 24 to hit that's a hit you do still get sneak attack, too, because uh, he's engaged. 13 damage. So for 24 damage total. Okay. So that's the, the 13 plus the 11, so. And then she slides to the right. And then we'll have Quill. Quill. Target in uh, sight. Lobs another uh, Ray Frost. Uh, for another 12 to hit. Oh, it is a miss. Again, glances off of his helm. Okay. Looks mildly irritated from what you can tell of his body language. Uh, and yeah, just trying to figure things out with Rava. 
what's what's going wrong? Uh, aim, what are we doing wrong? And then uh, it's Shadow Spawn's turn. Is uh, is that flanking technically with uh, Yaladu? Yeah. Okay. So it will use its sweet advantage. The where are the dice? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not angry about this. Damn. Well, it's a nineteen plus. Yeah, nineteen. It's plus six, so twenty-five to hit. That's a hit. So the one d twelve for damage. Uh, total of eight cold damage from this uh, very menacing spirit. What kind of damage? Cold. Cold, okay. Uh, so how much damage was it again, sorry? Eight cold. Then it's Sigrid. Sigrid's going to look over at Trisha, seeing her throw these clay pots, and said, says, what uh, if I borrow one of these mites? And without waiting for a response, he casts Catapult, catapulting a random clay pot off of her belt at Creature's face. I'll let you decide whatever one that was, but let me do by catapult. I'll roll for it. Okay. Well, let me let me see if I hit first. Oops, that was damage. Ignore that one. I'm sorry. It has to pass a dexterity 15 saving throw. It's not it's not a roll. They, you have to roll for the dex 15. So this is just to hit. So here's the thing. A lot of these are area of effect. This one's... Oh, well, we'll find out. <laughs> What was the DC again? Sorry. 15 dexterity. He beats that. Shit. Well, the wall behind, is there a wall behind him? Let me see. Eventually, it, yeah, it's going to hit the wall in a building 15 feet behind him. Okay. And you just did one, not a twin? Correct. I can't, I okay. can't twin on a single a target. That's a big difference. Yeah. I can't okay. twin on a single target. <laughs> okay. So we're going to roll here. If you heal him. I mean, it's like way the F back here that it hits. It's more to see what kind this is. Oh, fair. Ziggert is not <laughs> Ziggert and Quill. Consult my chart here. I'm just going to draw this out. I need a ruler and it hit. It would hit kind of right here. Yeah, I just double clicked on the. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Oh. This explodes in this acrid, steaming green goo erupts out of this clay pot and starts melting the tiles on the side of the building. And you can just see it eating into the cobblestone road and all of the grass that it lands on. It just starts shriveling and dying. Oh, that was acid there, mate, huh? All right. Well, maybe it won't do that again. Maybe consult me before we do that again. That yeah. could have been bad. <laughs> yeah, that's fine, mate. He's just... we got to kill him. Okay, and then it is Jelkis's turn. Jelkis is going to attack, and with a shriek of rage and grief, natural one. Oh, jeez. And then it's Yaladu. Wait. Did you do a advantage because Jalkis is gets flanking on? Ah, uh, that is a good point, and that's a miss. Oh well, there we go. Then it's Yaladu. You see him fiddling about in the cockpit of this clockwork monstrosity he's designed, 
The arm starts to twitch again and still is the one arm seems not functioning. The other arm Come on, Yelly Dude slams uh, oh oh and it misses. With it the smashes the ground next to him. It was it was this close, this close to being a crit. And it's got a special thing it does when it crits, and it was oh, gonna be really man. fucking cool. Okay. Does Yali do get advantage too for the same reason? No. Okay. I'm gonna say no. Okay. Okay, that'd be a little too much. And then it's this horned helm figures. And now he has a clear path between him and Ziggurat. Let me see here. Does he incur with this? Not if he can pass a dex check. And he misses that. Okay, so he is going to incur attacks. Attack of opportunity from Shadowfiend? From Shadowfiend, Jelkis, and Yaladu. Actually, not from Yaladu, because Yaladu was tinkering, so that would use up that that action economy. But, for sure, from Jelkis and the Shadow. Jelkis swings with the dagger and misses... How about Shadow? Well, that would be a 20 to hit. On one that is them. a hit. Okay. Well, suppose I should roll the other d20 in case it's a 20. Okay, it's, it still hits. It is not critical. And for... Oh, hey. Uh, 17 cold damage. For 17? The helmed figure, for just a moment, raises his fists... And you see ash being pulled towards him from the neighboring buildings that are on fire. Creates a barrier in front of him as he lowers his helm and runs straight forward in a line. Ziggurat and Story, give me a dexterity saving throw. That's a 15. The 25. Does Ziggurat pass or fail? Ziggurat fails, story passes. Okay, so Ziggurat is going to use the Ring of Evasion again to automatically pass then. I've got nice. three uses total on that. I've got one more left then. That, I believe, uses up his move action as well. Oh, shit. Sorry. I misspoke. That is supposed to be a strength saving throw, not a dex. Oh... Okay. Um, My bad. You must to roll again. It would be, you know what? It'd be the same. It would be the, it'd still be 15. It's the plus one for both for Ziggurat. So that'd be a fail then. Mine is different because it's a a neutral versus a plus eight. You can just take the plus eight away. What does that give you? 17. So that would pass. Nice. This tiny little burb. So Ziggurat is knocked prone. So that is 19 fire damage. Okay. And Ziggurat is prone. Okay. Does Story take some of that fire? Yes, she takes all of that fire damage. She's just just not knocked prone. Oh. Well, that oh. was a powerful attack. <laughs> Let me just read that one more time just to make sure I got that right. Yes. 
Yeah. And then we go back to the top of the round, and it's Head Smasher's turn. Head Smasher is going to shift slightly so he's still between Helmed Gentleman and and Quill, which is still like 25 feet apart. He's going to get between them to do what he can to block. Yeah, for whatever reason, it won't put him right where I, I would like him, which is fine, I guess. It's Trisha. Uh, Trisha is going to palm her suddenly dwindling supply of clay pots, and she is going to, again, shove it down Story's craw. Yes, she is. And that will be uh, health returned. Nice. And then we have Story's turn. Story would like to she's going to give a very sorry man look to her buddy cigarette and hope he's not offended and she's gonna run over here behind <laughs> yaladu uh, and then she's going to turn around and shoot with her crossbow Ugh. for an 11 she feels really guilty she really hopes that she didn't hurt cigarette's feelings but being down to one hit point was really scary that's a miss and she doesn't want to be close to him uh she's gonna bonus action hide behind that yaladu and just catch her breath then it is quill's turn quill kind of twitches and as a response fires rave frost in that new direction <laughs> it's a nat one oh. Yeah, misses. that misses. Yeah, obviously. Uh, we haven't discussed if we want any fun effects for nat ones for attacks. We'll have to do that sometime soon. Some point. Then stays put, and guy is thirty feet from the shadow spawn. So shadow spawn rushes up uh, once again, reducing his movement, and swings in. As it has been ordered. Kill this very tall, very imposing figure. <laughs> for only two, for a total of eight. At least it's lowering his movement. That's all we can ask. That's uh, Quill and Shadow Spawn's total turn. So then we go to... It's Zigrit's turn. Zigrit stands up, which I believe costs half my movement. Yep. Um, and then I'm going to go five, ten feet. And I'm kind of hulking towards him. And lightning just starts coming out of my hand, just sparks. And I reach for his helmet and I put, puts both his hands on the guy's presumably metal helmet. Is it metal? I actually need to know that mechanically. Okay. It is metal. All right. Then I get advantage on this attack of shocking grasp. For a 23 to hit. That is a hit. Okay. And that'll be nine points of lightning damage. And he also cannot take reactions until the top of my next turn. Shocking grasp, man. It's a great cantrip. Nice. Then it is 
Jalkis's turn. <sighs> she won't be able to do much. And she's hurting pretty bad. Um, she's going to move over by... Well, she probably won't want to leave the, her sibling's body either. She's going to just take a slight step forward so she can be by Trisha because she's not feeling so hot. And then it's Yaladu's turn. 30 feet. Cool. Yaladu. First of all, Yaladu is going to start tinkering. The bad arm shudders and doesn't move much. Then he's going to attack. That's a hit. That was a lot of excessive rolling for several ones. <laughs> oh, no. And hits, and that saw arm, you just hear it screeching against that metallic helm. And then it is the helmed dude's turn. Helmed dude is not going to move out of... Are you within range? Let me see here. You are within range. He's going to turn his full attention once again to Ziggurat, the damage dealer. Oh, yeah. I'm, I mean, sure. I am next to him. How much damage is Ziggurat taking? 19. So, yeah, for sure. You've taken damage. So that makes a difference. So first attack. Eh, 12. Miss. Okay. I'd like to think that Ziggurat keeps shocking him. So he, like, shocked him again, just in the midst of it, to get him to miss. There we go. 21. That'll hit. No point in shielding that. Really? That's it? Oh, I got a one on one of them. Uh, that will be 12 damage. Shit. All right. That hurts Ziggurat. What is he attacking me with? Just his gauntlets. So he's just punching claws. me? Just, like... Uh, basically, just... Yeah, just basically just trying to cut into your abdomen as much as possible with it. Mm, he's doing so. He's a beefy boy. Uh, and then we go back up to the top of the round. Head smasher. Fred the donkey somehow fell out of order. I don't know how. Fred the yeah, horse. Sorry, Fred the horse. Uh, head smasher the donkey's turn. Head Smasher is just... Yeah, Head Smasher's going to hang out. He's going to block Quill as best he can. His buddy, his pal. And then Trisha is going to heal Jelkis with another potion. Okay, it's, okay. It's a little... That helps. Not a lot, but that helps. Then we go to Story. Story is going to she's going to cast true strike and she's going to think very hard fuck you <laughs> and gain insight to his defenses and i get advantage my next attack so what exact information do you gleam off that's basically weaknesses and strengths right yeah for sure weak against cold and resistant against fire. Can I, in this turn, whistle to get Ziggurat's attention and sign that at him? Yeah, communication is a free action, so you can do that. Okay. So yeah, I get the I, I whistle to get your attention. 
And I side that at you. All right. Cold, good. Fire, bad. Yeah, so you could still move if you wanted to, right? Um, um I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna move. I'm gonna move over to Quill. So you move over to Quill? Mm-hmm. The acid behind you as you run away sizzles and fizzles out. And then we would go to Will. And I probably touched his elbow or something to say that I was there. But Quill shouts out, uh, Lock him down! And fires off another ray of frost at this thing in the hopes that uh, he hits. <laughs> uh, Eleven to hit. I'm slowly improving. Another ten minutes and you'll be hitting him oh. left and right. Another rousing success. Uh, Shadow Spawn rotates around to get opposite of Ziggurat. Did Ziggurat announce the weaknesses in the... N- it's not Ziggurat's turn, but at the top of Ziggurat's turn, he will. Okay, okay. I didn't know if you uh, could respond. One uh, mm-hmm. better score is an 18 to hit. Uh, that's a hit. For eight cold damage. Tell me how he dies. So Ooh. this shadow spawn of despair curves around, kind of twists smokily uh, around to its opposite side. As it's as it's focusing on Ziggurat, just drives these clawed hands up underneath the chest plate into its back, and blood drains out of it and freezes over the hands of the Shadow Spawn, and kind of pulls away with these bloody knives extending out from its fingers, and definitely boiling blood, just steaming. As he sinks down from inside of the helm and the cloak, you just see ash begin to pour out. And he falls to the ground. And his helm clatters away with a clang. All that's left is his helm and his fur-trimmed cloak. Cigarette kind of clutching his side where the gauntlet he uh, hit him multiple times. He kneels on the ground and <sighs> he's dead. Uh, check on the wounded. Uh, let's regroup, I guess. Yellow do. Can we spend some more time at your place? Of course, of course. Um, I need to go smash some more guards yeah I think we're done here is there anything we can do for kind of look over at uh, Trisha and say is there anything you can do for Josrin Trisha and Jelkis both walk over to Josrin's body and kneel down Trisha just looks up at Yaladu and just shakes her head um Quill I don't know if you have any spells left. Could you identify these items here without spending time to concentrate? Or is that something you have to do? I I, I don't have those prepared. I usually just ritual cast them. Well, um, let's throw them in the cart. 
let's get back to the base. And Ziggert picks up the helmet and the cloak. Just not caring. If something happens, he just picks them up. Then he sets them in the cart. Story, you okay? Uh, Story is limping, but is still going through looting the bodies. How, uh, uh, Steve, how many rounds? So far, how many rounds have we gone through in this combat? Tonight, yeah. Four or five. Four? Because, uh, you forgot to tell me about, you you forgot to remind me I was bleeding. Whoops. Every round. Well, hands off the chest piece, I guess. Uh, five rounds. I'll just take ten damage. I'm. I'm. I mean, at this point, we would probably see this, and we'll say that. Does Ziggert notice the bleeding? Because he would flag Trisha over to help. Probably, the guy cleaved into me with a pretty nasty. Uh, Trisha kills over here, bleeding out. Need some help. Trisha will walk over, and she'll. Palm one more clay jar and just pour it into Quill's maw, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, like, like how do mouth. you phrase that? Is it a snout? Like everybody I mean, else. Quill has to smell it a couple times first. It's a mouth. <laughs> Sniff at it, paw it a little. I see it more like Trisha just does the thing where she pinches his mouth open and just put it <laughs> and he's gargling it down. <laughs> Holds it and rubs his neck. <laughs> Mixes a little fresh cream in with it. I think she would probably just grab Quill's paw and push it into Quill's paw so he can drink it however Quill would drink. Yeah, Quill drinks. Yeah, Quill drinks Whatever this potion. Happens, he... Uh, we can't be part of it anymore. I just don't have anything else in me. We have to get back. Um. Yeah, they do. Uh. The Shadow Spawn. It. Take it with you. It will fight at your side. New Order. Listen to the gnome. Then Quill kind of like sits back into the Ziggert just kind of like laying down story. We have to go. Come on. So story goes after the assassin, the wizard, and then starts going through as many of the guards as she can. And you can send me a list later. Anything she can't carry, she's throwing in the in the thing. We have a cart right now. She's especially going to anything that looks like orders, anything that looks like, but, you know, she wants the shiny stuff that's worth money. You start tossing shit in. Um, I would assume that Trisha and Jelkis probably help out with that. Jelkis in particular probably would be the better one, as Trisha's probably tending to all of you as best she can. She doesn't have infinite potions, unfortunately. No, and I tried to convey to Jelkis, we'll split it later, just all in the cart, let's go. As you're searching bodies, you do round that one building, and you see this absolutely obliterated body of the guard that Head Smash were went after. 
just paste all over the cobblestone up to the shoulders. That's fantastic. Then you give it back to the cart. You start clamoring up the road. A small group of underground come to assist you. And then as you're partway back, you see that closer to the underground and to the center of town, the sheriff's men have engaged these bad sheriff's men for lack of a better term. So they were just kind of tied up in a different location of the city, basically. They were already under under attack. So that's why they weren't able to come to your aid. On the way through, Story is, of course, going to, you know, crossbow bolt people in the head. Pater is noticeably absent from what you've seen so far. We'll close there. But as our weary heroes head back to the underground. We turn back to a familiar jewelry shop owner with his tiny crystalline unicorn. And his eyes are frosted over white. And as the light glints off of this little brazier in front of him, you can see shadowy figures twisting and curling in the reflection from the fire. And that's where we'll end tonight. That son of a bitch is the bad guy. <laughs> so, let's uh, let's close things out. We can unpack a little bit if you guys are interested. Uh, it's only 1030. That's shocking to me we rarely ever end this early uh but we did kind of jump into it relatively quickly compared to normal thank you to all of our wonderful listeners for joining us tonight for another episode of in absentia we hoped you enjoyed this i know this is like what our second or third combat episode in a row which thus far has not happened but it was a i mean you basically you're in a war zone right now if you're one of our listeners that really enjoys our Roleplay, I really want to encourage you. We're going to get back to that, I'm sure, next episode. That's just the way we roll. But we have been trying to break it up a little more for those who would like the action. Once again, thank you, thank you, thank you for all the support we're receiving from all corners of the internet and social media. To close things out tonight, my name is Steve. I've been your GM. With me tonight was John. Hi, I'm John. I can be found at Seasonal Bard, and right now I'm curating uh, the Uber Geek Media Twitter account as well. So that's fun. And I was Quill, the Tabaxi Wizard. And Anne. Hi, I'm Anne. I played the Kinku Rogue Story. And Mark. Hi, I'm Mark. I played... Sigrid the Dragonbone, very hurt sorcerer. I hope you enjoyed tonight's episode. I certainly did, even though it was a little bit hectic with some of the technical difficulties we've had. Make sure that you like, subscribe, review the podcast for In Absentia wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
If you want to donate a little bit of cheddar to us, you can certainly go on our website, ubergeekmedia.com. There you can listen to all of the episodes of In Absentia, or you could click that donate button and help us keep the lights on. I hope you all have a absolutely fantastic day or evening whenever you're listening to this. Have a good one. On that note, that was a uh, that was a combat, huh? It was, <laughs> and we were pretty. I mean, it was it was interesting, especially because we were starved already at that point. I mean, this is basically the well two episodes, almost three episodes of straight combat. That was quite the battle.